0: Welcome, you're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So we are in a series titled Speak Life, and I'm I'm planning this to be the last one of the series. Not that we won't revisit words again, amen, but in the series, I'm planning this to be the last message of the series, and so... uh, Like I said, when we started it, I believe this is exactly what the Lord wanted me to say at this time, uh, at this moment, in this body. Amen. And so we're always aiming to get what the Lord wants to say to us right now. Because uh, the Lord knows what we need right now. And the Lord has the right words for us right now. And so part of my job is to find that word and to preach it the best, to the best of my ability. Amen. And then, of course, your job is to receive it from the word of God. And then we're all supposed to do it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> amen. If we just come in here another message and go home and we don't remember what was said by the time we get to lunch, that's not going to work. Yeah, well, I know it was a good message. Can't remember what he talked about. But boy, I was really, I was really enjoying it. That's not going to work, right? Yes. right. And so we have been in this now. This is uh, week seven. And anybody made, made some adjustments in your words? Okay, five people, six people. Good, good. <laughs> My 12 disciples. Good. good. Thank you. <laughs> We've got the 12 disciples making changes, right? What, what does disciple mean? It means you actually do it. Yeah, you're right? You heard it. You said, you know what? I'm watching my lips. Amen. And then you were about to say something to your coworker, And you remembered what the word said, not just what Pastor Vern said, what yeah. the word said. And you went, I won't be saying that. Yeah. And you walk away. What you want. I've, I've been, I just had that uh, this last week. There were some things I wanted to say and I did not say them. Amen, hallelujah. Well, this should be a major, major topic subject in, in, in the church body, right? The real church of Jesus Christ should be a major topic. And we've made it major over the last few weeks and we are gonna uh, make it major today. <laughs> Amen, because it is major. And so we're going back to James 3.2 and by now, we should know this quite, quite well, right? At least the basic of what it says here. And this whole James 3 is filled with talk about words. And here, we're just picking it up in short, because you, you've read it, we've read it, and you're going to read it again, and I'll read it again. Uh, but James 3, 2, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. So, as we've been saying, when we don't stumble in our words, we are perfect—or we—we don't—we don't like that word so much because it's, in the English, it, it kind of gives us a different picture than what it means. I think, uh, completely mature, completely developed, spiritually complete—not you know—we develop as a natural person, right? We go from down here to up here, and then—and then we develop in the physical realm. We develop in our 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 soulish realm, and we become we hopefully hopefully we become mature mm. and people say that is a mature adult well some reason in the christian realm we don't think about it that way but we need to think about it that way amen yeah. and christians need to grow up and be mature yeah. and this what we're talking about is huge for that cuz it says it right there hello if we don't stumble in word we're we're completely mature Come on, a mature spiritual person, come on, he he controls every word. Amen, every word, like we've been saying, our tongue is a steering wheel, right? He goes on to talk about how uh, the tongue is like a rudder of a ship, it directs the ship. It's like the bit in the horse's mouth, it directs the horse. It can start a fire. Uh, Our tongue has a lot of power. We need to realize how much power is in our tongue and use it accordingly and, and direct our lives with our tongue. If we're going the wrong way, we need to change our tongue. Start right there, just change change it right away. Amen. Jesus, of course, spoke correctly always. Always. So that means, of course, he was completely mature, completely developed. He never had to apologize for a word, ever. That's amazing. He spoke correctly. Every single word out of his lips for his entire life was completely perfect. Come on now. That's amazing. Well, God has called us to that also. Amen. God has called us to the same thing. Some people think, well, that was Jesus. Well, he's called you to do it too. He didn't say, well, just speak what you want. But Jesus, you know, he spoke perfectly, but you just speak whatever you want. No, that's why he wrote what he wrote. Amen. That's why the word of God is filled with talk about words. Yeah. So we are to wait for the right words, just as Jesus did. Amen. And as we've been saying, the, the, if, if Jesus is our Lord, that means he, he owns our lips. Yeah. He owns them. He is master. Come on now. We are a slave of Christ, as the, Paul, as the Apostle Paul said, right? A doulos, a slave. If I'm a slave of Christ, I do what he says, not what I want. Amen. And if he says, shut your mouth right now, I say, yes, Lord. Amen. I will. And then if he says, say this right now, yes, Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Come on now. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way we should uh, want to live. Speak words that God wants us to speak. Not anything we want to say because we don't own our lips. Amen. We don't own our body. Amen. He owns us and that you should be happy about that. (laughs) You either belong to the devil or you belong to him. I, I say belong to him. And then just follow him and you end up in the right place. Because he always leads us to good places, always. Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs 18:20. Again, Proverbs 18:20, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips. He shall be filled. Right? If your life isn't producing good things, change your words. Start right there. Well, my life isn't going the way I thought it was going to go. Well, check out what's coming out of here. Amen. We should never speak doubt. I, you know, I, I do not like to say, you know, how people uh, use that. I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I heard a minister say that other day, and they were just talking about a, a general a general thing not not the word of god a general thing that was happening in their life you know like it was just general like you know like say we had a we do have a lot of christmas lights out <laughs> but we're going to have more out right sir where you go we have more christmas lights right and you pull up and you say i just can't believe it i never i never like to say that and that was how that was how the minister said it it was an like explanation like that. I just, I, I couldn't believe it. And this is a faith preacher. This is a, and I was like, oh, I wouldn't say that. Hello? I don't like to say those words out of my mouth. And when I do, I repent of them. I don't say it. I, I just can't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. I don't say it. If I do, I repent, I said, Lord, I, I believe. It's, 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 I know some people think it's petty, but I'll tell you what, if you want to live God, the God kind of life, it's not petty. Yeah. Amen? Because what did James say? He who controls every word becomes perfect. Every word, not just 90% of my words, 100%. Now, a good explanation if you saw a bunch of Christmas lights, maybe that's cool. Not, I can't believe it. That's cool. I like it. I don't love it. I like it. (laughs) See, words again, right? People pull up. Oh, I just, that's another one you hear a lot. Even from ministers, you're like, I don't know. I love that. I just love that pizza. That was so good. Oh, come on now. I know, I know. Some people think it's petty, but I'd just just rather change my words and, and make them say the correct thing. See, we've lost a lot of power in our words because we just say things. God never just says things. He never says, just says. I'm just saying. Never. Right? People think that's petty. Well, you say things all the time. I bet God says, Ooh. Now. And what we should be doing is finding out from the Lord, from the Spirit in us, we're born again. We got the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit says, no, you don't speak like that anymore. And we agree with him. And we change our words because of many verses, including 1820 Proverbs. You're going to be filled with what comes out of your lips. So we don't speak doubt. We don't speak decrease. Come on. We speak truth. Faith will shout the victory while the walls are still up. You remember Jericho, but right? they, they marched around the seventh time and they shouted. The walls are still up, but they shouted the victory and the walls came tumbling down. Come on now. The walls came down. I, would like, I want to see the replay of that. <laughs> They're just shouting. And the walls come down. That's That's pretty cool stuff. Well, if you wait till the walls come down to shout, that's not right. Hello? We don't wait for the walls to come down to shout. We use our words, we're gonna talk a lot about this today, but we use our words properly and we shout before we ever see the victory. Come on, we shout. My God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus and you got 10 bills looking at you in the face. What's that? That's the wall. That's the wall. And you're shouting the victory. My God supply. You got a, you got a disease in your body. My I And he shouted, right? By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Well, the wall in that case is the disease. All the, all the Old Testament are types and shadows of what we're to face now. And there's walls in our life that we need to, we, they need to come down. They need to come down, amen? Just like Jericho walls needed to come down. Well, the walls need to come down. Well, we got to come against the walls and we got to shout the victory before the wall comes down. Amen. Yeah. That's where a lot of people miss it. They won't shout the victory before they see it. Well, that's not faith. That is feeling-oriented. That is not how God asks us to operate. The wall is up, and they just keep looking at the wall, right? You got to keep looking at Jesus, just as Karnas said, right? You got to keep looking at Jesus. 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 Come on. And if you're looking at Jesus, you're going to be excited. You're going to shout the victory because you know you got the victory in Christ Jesus. (laughs) Woo, glory. Hallelujah. Woo, come on, you ready, you ready to get some this morning? Or you wanna go home and eat lunch? All right. All right, we got, some, we got, we got 12. <laughs> We're gonna be filled with what comes out of our lips. We gotta, we gotta speak the victory now. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. You're facing a wall. Where it looks like, it looks like you're gonna lose, it looks like the devil's gonna win the battle. Come on, uh, David looked like he was, gonna, he was gonna lose the battle, didn't he? It looked like he was losing for sure. I mean, uh, little shepherd boy going, uh, come on. But he knew who he was and he went out and killed him with ease. He didn't, man, he didn't even get dirty. <laughs> you watch a sports game and the baseball player, some of them, some of them look like they haven't even played the game yet. They're all clean, white. Their their, their uniform is perfect still at the end of the game. You're like, well, did he play the game? I don't know. Then some guy's been sliding and stealing bases and falling and catching pop flies and dropping, and they're just filthy. Yeah, Ah, they played the game. I like that. They played They're serious. I like serious Christians. Amen. I like it when Christians are serious about the things of God. And God really likes it. And if we're serious, we shout the victory while the walls are still standing. That's good. That's good. Amen. And that is Bible. And that is truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Because we're going to be filled with what comes out of our lips. Let's go to verse 21. Again, of course. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So, what we say is a matter of life and death. And that is the truth from God's word, right? We should believe that. We, sh- we should believe it, right? It's right there. So our words can bring life on the scene, right? You got death on the scene. Our words can bring life to that scene. And ooh, and our words can bring death on the scene. Hello. There's a place of full of life. we <laughs> We have some people trying to try bring uh, death around here. I, woo, get out. Jesus name. We want life here. You speak death? No. No, I know there's a maturing process, but if that's their, that's their whole goal, yeah, you got to get, get out, right? They're wolves. Yeah. Many wolves have come around many, many places. My, my, my pastor actually had to kick, literally kick someone out of church and say, never come back here. Never step foot in this church again. Why? Because he's a wolf. And he was spreading death. As a shepherd, hello, the shepherd doesn't say, come on little wolf, play with the sheep, kill a few of them, have fun, eat them up. No, the the shepherd goes, you killing my sheep? Amen, glory. If we're just religious people, hello, we think our words don't matter. Religious people have no intention of actually doing this. Oh, they'll talk about it. They'll say, isn't that a pretty verse? Isn't that a nice verse? And never change their words at all. Hello? Believers understand, come on, that what we say matters. Greatly matters. Amen. We understand as believers, we're going to produce death or life with the power of our tongue. Glory. Now we're going on. We're going on. Matthew nine twenty. Oh boy, we're gonna we're gonna hit something today. Woo! Oh, put on your seatbelts. We are going for a ride. (laughs) <laughs> that would, uh, last week he said my socks are off. My socks have been blown off I was waiting to see your socks on the floor Just lay down. that would be hilarious Matthew 9 20 oh boy this is, this is, oh boy I'm ready and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment who are we talking about? Jesus he touched, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment you know about the woman of the issue of blood this is Matthew's account Mark has an account also in Mark chapter 5. We've read that many times. But the woman with the issue of blood comes to Jesus and touches him. And you know what happened, right? Who knows what happened? She power went out of him and she got healed. So notice she had that problem for 12 years. And in Mark five, we find out that she spent all that she had on every physician she could possibly find and she grew worse. We don't know how wealthy she was, but I got a feeling she had some money, right? If, she, if, you know, if you're going to doctor after doctor after doctor, you got some money, right? A lot of people have done that. A lot of people have gotten horrible diseases. They're wealthy. They go to doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor. Well, she found out the answer. But doctors don't always have the answer, do they? No. In fact, I'll tell you a little story. This happened to me just a few weeks ago. I went, had my ears, my ears blown out. I, I get a lot of wax buildup, up. So I've had washed out several times in my lifetime, like several times, like probably 10 times. Ears washed out. And well, after the washing, I actually went deaf in one ear. What? I know you guys know, but I was actually deaf for like a week in one ear. And what am I doing? I'm speaking the word. Amen. And I think, well, you know, it probably just hurt something and I need to go to a specialist to see what happened. So I make an appointment in Vancouver with a specialist. Ear, nose, and throat specialist. That's all he does. You know what I'm going, don't you? That's all he does is look at ears, nose, and throats every single day of his life. I go there. He looks in my ears. He pulls out a few more little pieces of wax. And he says, well, should be fine. I said, I'm deaf. Oh, well, we'll set up a hearing test for you. You're looking in my ear, you're a specialist. This is all you do. And you don't know what's going on at all. He had no other answers, just, well, it should be, We'll make a hearing test for you and then you come back in a week, because we're we're booked, you can't have a hearing test today. And we'll, we'll take a hearing test and we'll see what we can find out. A specialist, that's all he does. Okay, do I make the appointment? Well, what do I do? I go start researching what in the world is happening here. And I, I, me, who's never been to medical school find out it's my eustachian tube behind my ear that's plugged and I take some Claritin and I can hear a doctor who does this every single day of his life doesn't say and it might be your eustachian tube Did you hear me? Yes. A doctor who does this every single day of his life doesn't come up with that simple tiny little solution. Take some Claritin. You'll be fine. I'm deaf. He wants me to have a hearing test and tell me that I'm deaf, I guess. Sorry. Sorry, you're deaf. Nothing I can do about it. Well, of course, I was believing the word the whole time, too. And I was not giving in to doubt and unbelief and fear. But I, I was like, I, I, was, I, was in faith, I was speaking faith over my ear. Here, you will hear in Jesus' name. You will be healed in Jesus' name. And it will happen in Jesus' name. I hear it perfectly in Jesus' name. So I'm doing that. And in the meantime, I figured out the problem by Googling it. And he went to school for what? Seven years? Eight years? Who knows? He couldn't tell me to take some Claritin. You see where this woman's at? Yeah. She spent everything she had on all the specialists and they couldn't help her at all. Mm-hmm. And she's self-diagnosed. <laughs> yeah, she found Jesus, the answer. Yeah. These doctors can't help me. I know Jesus can. Amen. Oh, we're going somewhere here. You know, doctors aren't perfect, right? Yeah. I think a lot of Christians think doctors are perfect. Well, thank God when they can help us. Amen? Amen. You been helped by a doctor? Yeah. I've been helped by a doctor. I took penicillin. Anybody taken, anybody taken an antibiotic before and got, got well after, after uh, icky, junky stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Strep throat. I had pneumonia when I was... I don't know. I think I was 15 or something. And it was bad. This is is bad. And of course, a lot of people have died in pneumonia, right? I mean, a lot of people have died in pneumonia, especially when you're older. But I took penicillin and I started getting better. Well, praise God when a doctor can help. Amen. But if they can't, who do we always have on our side? Jesus. God. This woman who had this for 12 years did not give up. Hello? Yeah. So we learn just from that, you never throw in the towel on anything. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> you never throw in the towel and give up. Amen? You always remain in faith. Amen. I don't care how long you had it. Yeah, that's, right. that's for somebody today. I don't care how long you had it. Well, I had this, I had this condition for 15 years. I just, no, you don't just, you believe God. I'm believing God and I'll keep believing God. And I always believe God. Every day of my life, every minute of life. You know, in God's eyes, 15 years is nothing. It's like a second. I had, she had it 12 years. That's like a second. To God, that's a second. She had, she had it for a second. Come on now. You there? Yeah. Is my mic on? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We remain full of faith no matter what. We never give up. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. As soon as you throw in the towel, it's over. Yeah. Right? Rocky. Rocky. Remember Rocky, right? He's about to throw in the towel. The coach is about the, the ropes. He's about to. And Rocky gets up and he takes him out. I like, I like that. You never throw in the towel. Come on, you always fight. I told you the story of the, the minister I know whose who wife was sick with cancer and she, she was fighting every way, spiritually, physically, natural remedies, everything they knew to do, they were doing. They were confessing the word. They were, they were doing everything. But she said at one point, she said, I am so tired of fighting. I'm so tired. A few days later, she did. Threw in the towel. Hello? This lady didn't throw in the towel. And, verse 21, for she said to herself, it's okay to talk to yourself. (laughs) Notice she doesn't say, she said to her mom, she said to her dad, she said to her aunt, no, it says she said to herself, if I only may touch his garment, I shall be made well. Said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I shall, I shall, I shall be made well. This is where we're going today, come on. I shall, is that bold? Is that confidence? Yes, faith is confident and it is bold. The Amplified says, for she kept saying to herself, if I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. Now, this brings out the meaning from the Greek that we miss in this translation, that she kept saying it. That's like like when it says, be filled with the Spirit. That means be continually filled with the Spirit. Over and over and over and over and over. That's what this is. She continually said it. She said it over and over to herself. Come on. She knew if she touched him, she shall be restored to health. She shall be made well. And if you don't know right there, this is really interesting. The word well is, well is health in, in the Amplified. Well, which is, was really good actually, but that word is sozo in the Greek. And we've talked about sozo before, right? It's in my book. We talk about sozo because that's a, that book's about salvation. And sozo is the word for saved or salvation. And so, sozo means saved, it also means healed, it also means whole. When we get sozoed, we get it all. Amen, that's part of the good news. That's why it's the gospel, which means good news and so many people wanna leave out the good news in the good news. And they've taken the good news and made it slightly good news. Never said that before, but I like it. They've taken the good news and made it slightly good news. You go to most churches, you will not hear the good news. You will not hear all of it. That's why we're called, R-R-R-R. we're not a domination, but this, this type of church is called a full gospel church because we preach all of the word. Most will not preach sozo as it is defined as whole, health, healed, saved, taken care of in every way. That's sozo. When we get saved, we get sozoed. So we get all the blessings of God, we get the full package. The full benefit package. In fact, the benefit package is in Psalm 103. Ooh, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Okay. Who has forgiven? Who forgives all my iniquities? Who heals all my diseases? Who redeems my life from destruction and crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies and satisfies my mouth with good things so my youth is do like the eagles? That's the benefit package. Ooh. We get sozoed. Forgiven, healed, satisfied, redeemed, crowned with God's kindness and mercies. Woo, that'll make you a shout right there. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That's Sozo. Amen. That's what Jesus said to her right here. Come on. We didn't read it, right? 22? 22. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Remember in Mark 5, it says, who touched me? Remember Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, everybody's touching you, Lord. Everybody, you're surrounded. You are, you are in a crowd. Everybody's touching you. No, who touched me? Because she had faith and she drew the power out. Come on now. And when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Again, that word well is sozo. Well, whole, saved. Come on now. Everything God has is ours as we're sozoed. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who did the believing here? The woman did the believing. She believed that this would happen absolutely. Did she not? Does it say I shall be? Or does it say I might be? I shall be. If I touch the his garment, if I may just touch it. And she fought to get in there, right? Fought. If I know, if I just touch his garment, I shall be made well. She did the believing. And she did the bold faith speaking. She did the boldly speaking of faith. She, she boldly spoke faith. That's the title, boldly speak, right? Speak boldly. Speak boldly. She boldly spoke faith. you find me a Christian that boldly speak faith? I'm like, whoo, I haven't seen this in a long time. Let me see this. Come on now. She boldly spoke faith. And by doing what she did, she created a miracle with her mouth and her heart. And people say, you can't believe in speaking. Yes, you can. It's right there. She believed, she spoke, she did it. Now, the power obviously is God's power, but anybody can pull on his power. Well, thank you for that one. Amen. Amen. You think you're excluded? Well, I'm just not. You, you, and the, you, you, you need to get some renewing of mine, right? Well, I just, I'm not worthy of that. Yes, you're worthy of it. If you're born again, you're worthy of it. In fact, Jesus healed sinners all the time. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a child of God, you're certainly worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you getting excited? I am. Now, this is really interesting. I just heard this story. I had heard it before, but we were listening to one of my mentors in the faith. He's gone on to heaven now, but, but he told the story again, and I was like, oh, man, is that good? I'm, oh, that's perfect. Oh, man, that's going to, oh, wow. You know, God shows up so many times gives me the right illustration at the right moment in time. Like, Come on now. So this woman was dying of cancer on her bed, dying away, wasting away. Her friend was a born again, spirit-filled, full gospel believer, like us. Sozo, she believed in Sozo. And she believed in speaking the word, hello? From her mouth with faith, from her heart, as we're supposed to do. And she told her friend, come on, who knew nothing about any of this. Some of you hearing this for the first time, right? She knew nothing about any of this, and she said, "What you need to do is you need to quote, quote Galatians 3:13 and Deuteronomy 28:61 every day, every hour, every minute, every time you think of it, say it again. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, and in the curse of the law, every sickness and disease is in the curse of the law. I have been redeemed from every curse of the law, and I am healed." If you don't know, Galatians 3.13 says that we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Jesus made a curse for us. curses is everyone that hangs upon a tree. And he was cursed for us. And Deuteronomy 28 is filled with the curse. If you have never read the curse, watch out. It's intense. But so is the blessing in there, right? The blessing's intense and then the curse is really intense. And he says at the end, and if you don't follow my commands, every sickness, every disease will come upon you. Everything will come upon you. And then we read Galatians 3.13. Hello? I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Hello? Well, let me get back to my story. (laughs) So she started saying it all the time. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Christ was made a curse for me. I am healed of all sickness and disease. The curse of the law has no part in me because I am redeemed from the curse of the law according to Galatians 3.13. I'm redeemed from Deuteronomy 28, the curse. And every time she thought about it, she said it again. And her friend came to her several days later and said, have you been saying what I told you to say? She said, yes, but I don't even understand what I'm saying. Get this, get this. She said, I don't understand what I'm saying. She said, keep saying it. She's dying. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law for Christ was made a curse for me. For curse is everyone that hangs upon a tree. I'm redeemed from the curse in Deuteronomy 28. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. Come on. And she kept saying it. And then they're downstairs, and all of a sudden they hear, and she's standing in front of them. I get it! I get it! I'm redeemed from the curse of the law, and I'm healed! And she stood there, healthy and whole before them. And people say, There's no power in believing and speaking. Oh, there's tremendous power in it. And we just saw it with a woman with Isha of blood. And, and there's many, many stories. Come on. That being one. Hallelujah. Of when we boldly speak it out of mouth, even though she didn't understand what she was saying, but then it hit her heart. Amen. Yeah. That's why I often say we don't quote the word enough. We don't speak the word enough because we don't have it in our hearts. We have it up here in our heads. Well, she had it in her head. Obviously, she kept saying it. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Christ has made a curse for me. Curse of curse everyone that hangs upon the tree. What am I saying? Why do I keep saying it? She told me to keep saying it. Come on. And then what? It hit her heart. And she got up healed. That's why we say all the time around here, we got to have a revelation of the word. We got to get it from our head down into our heart. We got to to really actually believe, right? We got to see it as Peter, when he saw that Jesus is the Christ, he saw it, right? He saw, it. that's revelation. Hello? That can come with everything of God. Every word of God has to have revelation with it. Otherwise we become theological and we become religious and we get many doctorates in theology and still don't even know him. Not that that's everybody, but there are definitely those who teach in seminaries and do not even know God. That's scary. That's scary stuff. But without revelation, it's just religion, it's head knowledge. It doesn't do anything. Come on, it does nothing. In fact, it destroys. Remember Jesus, when he said, John ten ten? he said, the thief comes about not to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come that may have life and life more abundantly. What was he talking about? He was talking about the Pharisees doctrine who are the most religious people of the day. And he's saying, your stinking doctrine is killing people and stealing and killing and destroying. I've been under professors like that. And I thought, that's disgusting. You dishonor God with those words. Come on now. Hallelujah. When we believe and speak, come on, we can bring miracles into our lives, into this earth, into someone else's life. Did we see it? Come on, you don't believe me yet, let's keep going. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Oh, come on, the spirit of faith. Do I have anybody with the spirit of faith today? Oh, come on, come on, I got like three. <laughs> spirit of faith will make a tadpole want to slap a whale. Just like David Glad. Amen? And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. He's quoting the Bible. Quoting Old Testament. We also believe and therefore speak are supposed to believe and speak. That should be normal for every Christian. That should be done by every Christian. Doers of the word do this. The sad fact is that most people don't ever do this. And what do they say? They say, you just never know what God's going to do. If you hear that, you have found a religious person. You just never know. Yeah, I know what God's going to do. It is written. <laughs> they say, I sure hope God shows up. That's not faith. That's not believing and speaking. That's has nothing to do with Bible. Nothing. Come on now. See, if you haven't noticed, most people will go negative when you start to boldly speak with faith. They say, whoa, brother. Whoa, who do you think you are? And you tell them who you are. I'm a child of the living God, that's who I am. And God told me to live like he told me to live and I'm gonna live like that and I'm believing and I'm speaking. Come on, come on. They say, well, you know, God might not answer you. They tell you how their faith didn't work. They tell you how they tried that stuff. I tried that. it It doesn't work, brother. I tell you, I tried it. That's your problem right there. You tried it. You don't try faith. Well, I'm just trying to get saved. No, you get saved. You believe, you confess Jesus is Lord. Same way works for everything in faith. Amen. I'm not trying to get healed. I am healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo, glory. Amen. Ooh. Amen. Hallelujah. I tried that, pastor. I tried it. Ooh, ooh, this is a big one. They say, don't get your hopes up. That's the opposite of faith. No, Bible hope, you know what Bible hope is defined, out, defined as? Confident expectation that it will happen. Now, worldly hope, that's a whole different thing, right? Worldly hope, that's why we say people are wishing and hoping that God shows up. That, that is a worldly way. Bible hope, godly hope says, He's coming through for me. Amen. That's hope. Like we have hope. We have hope of heaven. Amen. We have hope of heaven. What, what we should know, right? Absolutely. When we leave this earth, whether through rapture, whether through death, we are going into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have hope. And Paul talks about that when he talks about being caught up. Comfort one another with these words. Come on. Why? Because we have hope of what is to come. And when we're looking at this evil world we live in, come on, every day, if you look at the news, which I, I rarely do, I go, this is an ugly place. But we have hope that soon we're going to be out of this place. That's a good hope to have, amen? And it's not a hope and a wish, It's a hope that we know is coming to pass. That's Bible hope. We know it's coming to pass. Faith is now. Hope is later. That was good. I just came out. Yeah. Hope is something you know is coming. Like, like, like eternity. Like being in the presence of God. You have hope that it's, it's coming. And it will be done. It will be so. That's my hope. And I know it is happening. It's confident expectation. It's going to happen. Faith is now. What's our verse? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence and things not seen. Faith is now. Yeah. Faith is now. Faith is right now and faith is, now and faith is now and faith is now and faith is now and faith is now again. Amen. Faith is now and faith is now and faith is now. Amen. Faith receives right now. right now. Jesus said, believe, you receive when you pray and you shall have it. Ooh, Amen. That means you believed when you received you, 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 you received when you believed, you prayed, you believed, you received, you had it. Now, now. Faith is now. Faith is now. Yeah, You're not hoping. You don't even have the confidence patient that someday it's going to pass. You got it. Now. Woo. Hallelujah. You know me. I like to teach on faith a little bit, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see we never line up our words with the naysayers. No, 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 no. We do as we're supposed to do and line up with God. Line up with God's word. If God's word says, I am healed, then I say, I am healed. Boldly. And the naysayer comes along and says, you sure don't look healed. You look as sick as you did. In fact, you look worse today than you did yesterday. And you say, I am healed. Hello? Come on. We line up our words with God's word. Does God's word say it? Yeah. By his stripes you were sozoed? You were healed? Actually, actually, if I'm not mistaken, that word in, in that specific verse, 1 Peter 2.24 is maya may I, may I ome, if I said right, may I ome. It means physically healed. People have told me, oh brother, that's spiritual healing. You see, you're healed in your spirit. I said, no, actually, it says physical healing right there. And it should be translated that way also. It's like Daniel 3.18, right? Yeah. We were talking about that the other day. Again, Daniel 3.18. It should be translated. It should be added to make people have the proper understanding. If you throw us into the furnace, our God will deliver us. O king... If you don't throw us into the furnace, we will not bow to your gods. That is a revelation right there. And that'll change your life right there. And so we agree with that. Come on. We speak boldly. I am free. Like I like told you the story about the guy, the minister told the guy who was addicted to cigarettes. And he said, I want to be free. Right? A lot of times, whatever you're addicted to. If it's any, any, it could be anything. It's not just... Cigarettes, it's whatever it is, right? You have to agree with God that you are free in Christ Jesus. And so you start speaking like you are free. And the man, the man, the minister told him, Every time you light a cigarette, say, I am free. Every time you buy a pack, say, I am free from this addiction. I am free, I am free, I am free. And he did it for several weeks. And he came in to church and he was smiling, and the minister knew what had happened. And he talked to him after service and said, I'm free. I am free. I am completely free. I, I, I have no desire for it at all. Amen. Well, what happened again? Just like the woman who said it didn't know what she was saying, it dropped into his heart and he realized he was free, but he said it in the present tense that I am free. Amen. Most Christians will never do it. Yeah. They'll just say, Well, I'm an alcoholic and I'll always be an alcoholic. <laughs> That's what they do in AA, right? And Christians go down there and they say it. They say it. They should never say it, yeah, no, they should stand up and say, You see, I'm a Christian, and I believe the Bible. And the Bible says I'm free in Christ Jesus. So I will not say that. I will say I am free from alcohol, and I will always be free from alcohol. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. See, if God says every need is met, we agree with him. Come on, God supplies all my need. See, we always proclaim the truth boldly. Why? Because it is true. Boldly speak the truth. Maybe we'll rename it there. All right, we'll see. (laughs) James 4. Oh boy, watch out. Here we go. Here we go. Now, you know, I like to clear up things that people have religious traditions with. And this is one of the cows we got to tip over today. We call them the religious cows and you push them over, now I guarantee there's gonna be a moo. When we push this cow over, moo. James 4.13, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Now, you know, like I said, I want to clear this up a little. Many people have been confused by these verses. And I'll tell you what happens when they're confused by these verses. They say this all the time. They say, if it's the Lord's will to everything. Did you hear me? They say, if it's the Lord's will to everything. You met some of those people? I'm like, mm. well, many verses are used incorrectly by Christians. Why? Because they've been trained in religious Tradition. They have, they have not sought to know the truth. They live in religious traditions. And so they heard pastor say that, and they say it. <laughs> I told you the story, and you know me, I'll tell it again. I'm at a full gospel church in Lincoln City when we went on a little weekend thing, Karen and I, back before kids, this is BK. Took a weekend out of Lincoln City. And it was before, yeah, it was before you. You weren't there. I remember you being there. No, you weren't there. I'm thinking again, what are there? And so, no, you went to that other church that we liked. In, uh, in, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we went to, a, oh, that was really fun. We went to this church, we were up in uh, Pacific, uh, up there, up north. Is it by Fort North? I think so, Sea View, sea Crest, something like that, right up there. But yeah, there was a church in the little town there. And uh, we thought, well, good. Well, we go to church when we're, when we're out, right? We, we go to church. If we're out of town, we go to church. But we always want to find a good church, right? So we found what we thought was a good church. And this church, I'm talking about now with the kids, good stuff. And in fact, it was small. I mean, it was small. It was, everybody was 60 plus. We showed up with our little kids, they, they loved seeing little kids. They love seeing little kids, right? And, and uh, they had a guest speaker that day, a missionary. I'm still friends with him on Facebook. A missionary. Oh. And his message was perfect for us at that moment in time. Yeah. We're like, oh my goodness. Everything he said, we're like, we came to the right church on vacation. Oh, it was it was perfect. It was so perfect. I still remember it to this day. You know it was perfect when was, you remember, it. To this day, I remember it. But on top of that, on top of that, boy, they surrounded us. And they were, oh you know, probably little kids helped a lot, but I mean they they surrounded us, loved on us, and 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 at the end, uh we were talking with the pastor and the guest speaker and his wife and his wife and, and we're up there and we're telling them our situation. We had just come back from Iowa. This is, I mean, this is a huge transition time in our lives. And um, and uh, they're, they're, oh man, they're ministering to us. They're praying for us. I mean, we got so blessed that we were just blessed their socks, socks came off. In this little tiny church, in this little tiny town with 60 plus, not people, but 60 plus age group with I don't know, 20, 25, 30 people, whatever. Got our socks blessed off. Amen. Yeah. Well, now I'll get back, to minister. <laughs> yeah. So we're in Lincoln City, and uh, we're going to what I—full uh, gospel. They got—they got on the walls. God heals, right? And they got it all. And and I told you before, he gets up, has a healing line, prays for the sick. He says, "I want the sick to come up. I want to pray for them." And then he says, "If it be thy will," as he lays hands on them. And I was like, "Oh." Please, no. Why? That's not the word of God. Come on. That's religious tradition. Jesus never, ever said, if it be thy will, when they was talking about healing. Never. Never. Come on. We can say, if it be thy will, when we don't know the Lord's will. As he says, you don't be arrogant when you don't know the Lord's will. They didn't know if they're supposed to go there and buy and sell and make a profit. So we say, if the Lord wills, if we don't know his will. And in the meantime, we're seeking what he wants. Yeah, amen. Yeah, amen. Like the house, right? We're seeking the house to buy. We almost buy a house in Long Beach. And God's finally, we, long story short, we say, that's not our house. Why? Because we were seeking the Lord's will. We didn't know his will. Hello? It's okay to say if the Lord wills, if you don't know his will. Because you're seeking his will. And if they're, they're seeking his will, should we go and sell and make a profit here? They better be seeking the Lord if they should go and buy and sell and make a profit there. Amen. They should be seeking the Lord. And if they say, if they just say it off the top of their heads, we're going over to Astoria and we are going to sell at the farmer's market and we are going to make a profit. And they never asked the Lord. They're arrogant and boastful. They should say, as all Christians, all Christians we should always check in with God. What, do you want me to do this? Right? Whatever it is, business, come on, what, whatever it is, we check in with him. We find out his will. Come on now. When we know the Lord's will, we don't say if the Lord wills. Instead, we say, I will be made whole. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. I will, I shall, I shall. Come on. We say the Lord will deliver me. Like David, right? David did not go confront Goliath with, well, I just hope this happens. <laughs> no, I will. Why? Because he knew the will of the Lord was to destroy the enemy, the uncircumcised Philistine who comes against the armies of God. Come on. We say the Lord will deliver us just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Lord will, will, not if, will, shall. And we don't pray over people to be healed and say, if the Lord wills. No, it is the Lord's will to heal. Always. Always. Every single time, Jesus healed. Every time someone came, I know if you touch me, I'll be made whole. He said, I will. I will be thou cleansed. I will, I will, I will. I shall. And they said, I shall. And he said, I shall. And, said, I shall. and it was done. <laughs> That's faith. Hallelujah. We see that in Jesus' ministry, right? He wanted to heal everyone of every disease. In fact, when he went into his hometown, it said he could not do a mighty work there because of their unbelief. But he wanted to heal everybody. Hello? And what did Jesus show us? The will of the Father. That's how, we talked about already this morning, right? How good our God is. Come on now. You believe it or not? How good our God is. He wants everyone to be healed. And he provided healing through Jesus. He provided it. By his stripes, I was healed. you know Jesus was beaten for you? The perfect spotless Lamb of God took on, and they say 39 stripes. And they say, I've heard this. I, I, can't, I can't back it up. I'm not the doctor. But they say there's 39 strains of diseases. Everything comes out of 39. You can look it up. I'm like, well, that, that's something right there. You're, you know. There's 39, every disease comes out of 39 base diseases, 39 stripes. Hallelujah. Jesus took a stripe for every single disease. Every type of disease you can think of. He took a stripe for it. He took a beating for it. His blood was shed for it. That's why we we take communion. His body was broken for us. Come on. And we're healed because of his broken body. His body. Body for our body. His body was broken so our body could be healed. Hallelujah. Man, there's a lot coming out today. When we know the Lord's will, what do we do? We speak boldly. We speak boldly. Look at Ephesians 5.15. This was another short little message, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Amen. Let the Holy Spirit go. Woo! Loose. We talked about loosening last week, right? Loose. Yeah. Ooh, man. Hallelujah. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Ephesians 5.15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. I want to walk. I want to walk wisely, man redeeming the time because the days are evil. They are evil now, they are really evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. See, what most people don't understand is that we can know the will of God. I said we can know the will of God in every, every, every situation. God wants to reveal his will to us. God wants to. Mm -hmm. And in fact, almost all of his will is revealed right here. Mm. And I say almost, why? Because there's some things, there's details we don't know. Like who to marry. Like which house to buy. Like which car to buy. I told you my story about the bad car. Because I didn't ask him. And the car blew up as soon as I got off the lot. Oh, my. But God's will is right here. And that's why one of the ministers I, I followed for years and years, he said he was out in the forest praying and after he got saved. And he said, God, just tell me what you want. Tell me what you want me to do. Tell me what you want me to do. And he's praying and he's fasting. and He's praying. And he's like, God, tell me what you want me to do. Tell me what you want me to do. He doesn't have this. He's just praying in the forest. And he says, read my word. And I'll tell you what else you need to know later. Because God's will is revealed right here. And then when you're going through life, right, you got to know, who do I marry? Who, what house do I buy? What job do I get? What business do I start? Whatever it is, right, you got to know from God what you're supposed to do. And those are the details that aren't in here. Hello? You you ain't gonna find what house to buy in here, but you're gonna get the word in you, and that word's gonna abide in you, and you're gonna know God is good. Hello, it wants to tell you His goodwill, and wants to show you His goodwill, and wants to lead you to the perfect house for you. Yeah, that's right. We've been so blessed in our house in Awago. I mean, so blessed, and you look at it and you think that doesn't fit. We have people say that doesn't fit a family of five. It's like 1,100 square foot. That doesn't fit a family of five. It's perfect for us, it's been perfect. It's been perfect, why? It was the Lord's will. We were led to it by God himself. And so we found the Lord's perfect will in that. And so that isn't in here. It doesn't say where, where, where to buy a house. It doesn't tell me where it is, nothing. But I know God is good. I know God wants to supply all my need. I know God wants to lead me and guide me into good things. Come on, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly, Psalm eighty four eleven. I know he wants to give me good things. So we're believing God. I may go to many, 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 many stories about it. But we know God is always good. And he'll lead us to all the little things. But in the meantime, we get to know this. And we know his will almost fully from this. Amen. Come on. When we know the will of the Lord, we never ever say if the Lord wills when we know his will. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. That is silliness. That is religious talk. That is dishonors our father. You know what he said. You know exactly what he said. You heard Pastor Vern say it. You read it for yourself. And you went, if the Lord wills, I'll be made well. Disgusting. Sick. Gross. Instead of agreeing with God. God said, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. So I am the healed of the Lord. And as the woman said, I've been redeemed from the curse of the law for Christ was made a curse for me. And so every curse under the curse of the law in Deuteronomy 28, I've been redeemed from. And then say it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Never dishonor God by saying, if the Lord wills, when you know his will. Now, if you don't know his will yet, find it out, amen? Find it out. <laughs> Let's go to Genesis 22. We're going to see some more of this. What are we talking about? We're talking about bold speaking faith. Speaking bold faith today. Speaking boldly. Genesis 22, 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. That's a good thing to say to God. Yep. Here, I here, here I am. I'm ready, God. What do you want? I'm ready. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. This is all a type and shadow of Jesus, too, right? This is all a type and shadow of Jesus, who who God sent Jesus, whom he loved. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. A burnt offering? (laughs) My son, burnt offering? (laughs) That's a test. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood. He was ready. He was going to do the Lord's will. He split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. He knew where he was going. He was going to go there. He saw it afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship. And notice these words. And we will come back to you. What? What? He's going to sacrifice, burn Isaac on the altar. Abraham knew the promise of God, did he not? Did God already call him as a father of many nations and that through Isaac, through Isaac? Through Isaac? There would be be his seed through Isaac? Burnt offering? Hello. What did Abraham not say? If it's the Lord's will, we will come back to you. He didn't say it, did he? What did he say? We will come back to you. Amen. We will come back to you. Did you hear some faith? Yeah. Do you hear some confidence? In fact, in fact, if you want to look it up, we we'll won't go there. Hebrews eleven nineteen 19 says, he knew God could raise him from the dead. Yeah. We don't have it written in Genesis, but we have it in Hebrews. For he knew God would raise him from the dead. Is that faith or what? God said I got to sacrifice him. I know God's promise. I know what he said. I know through Isaac. I'm going to be a father of many nations. I know what's happening. So I'll go offer him and God will raise him up. Here we go. Wow. Wow. You see, when we know the promise of God, we never ever speak against it. If he had said, oh, get this. If he had said, if it's the Lord's will, we will come back to you. He just spoke against the will of the Father that that he knows, the will of God that he absolutely knows that through Isaac, come on, he was going to have seed through Isaac Mm -hmm. to be the father of many nations. If he says, if it's the Lord's will, he's now entered doubt and unbelief zone. That was worth it coming today and combing your hair. Woo. Amen. I hope you combed your hair. <laughs> never, ever speak against the will of God once you know it. Yeah, amen. Never, never speak against the will of God. When you know the will of God, come on, you stick with it no matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems like. I'm going to sacrifice Isaac. It doesn't look good, but I know that the promise of God is real. I know it's coming to pass. I know it. I know it. It will happen. That is speaking boldly, speaking with faith. Glory. Come on. Look at Psalm 4.8. We're we're, we're going. I know it's hard, but uh, you know, you you just just get up, take a stretch. We got a lot more. I mean, we got (laughs) it. Psalm 4.8. Now remember, Psalms were meant to be sung. They would sing these, and in fact, Israelis still sing the psalms today. They sing them. These are psalms, so we're gonna we're gonna sing sing these. Sarah's gonna sing them. No, thanks. And many of the psalms are filled with faith words, and we're gonna look at some faith words right now. Psalm 48: I will both lie down in peace and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Amen. That's faith. I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone oh lord make me dwell in safety that's pretty good that's pretty good i just made it up (laughs) notice the words i will he doesn't say i sure hope to lay down tonight and have peace and sleep I sure hope so. I sure hope it happens tonight because last night I didn't sleep so well. But I sure hope so tonight. He says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone. Oh Lord, make me dwell and say. If you having trouble sleeping, say that right there. And keep us saying it. Just like the woman with issue of blood. Keep us saying it. Amen? I will lie down in peace and sleep. I will. I will. I will. I will. When we know the will of the Lord, we say, I will. Now, never disagree with that verse again. Did you hear me? What we we just talked about. Never, ever disagree with the will of God. You found out the will of God for your sleep, agree with it. I will lie down in peace and sleep. Some of you having trouble sleeping? I will lie down in peace and sleep. And if you think it's not a working, don't even think that thought. Yeah, amen. Pass it down. Cast down those thoughts of imagination that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. you got to say it again. I will. I will. Both lie down in peace and sleep. I will. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. A lot of people can't sleep nowadays because they're so worried about this earth. You make me dwell in safety. This is... David, who people trying to kill him all the time, right? Saul, Saul's after him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. What a story, huh? Some crazy stuff in the Old Testament. You think, wow, that is so. <laughs> Let's look at Psalm 23.1. Oh, you know this one. Faith, remember we're talking about faith words here, right? Mm-hmm. Boldly speaking, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. I the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. You like that? <laughs> I think you can write that song, so you can go ahead and write that one. <laughs> Notice those words. I shall not want. Do you hear doubting those? I sure hope God comes through. I sure hope if 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 everywhere. Oh, if God if if. No, no. I shall not want. But once we find out the will of the God, which we just did about that right there, we never disagree with it. I was a good place. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We never ever disagree with that. The Lord is my shepherd. I sh- do, do the sheep worry about getting food? No. They're taken care of and they know the wolves are going to be beaten up. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. And he is the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. Hello. So we know I shall not want. Amen. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. Are you getting this? The Lord is my shepherd. Boldly speak it out of your mouth. Never ever disagree with that again. Amen. Psalm 23, four, let's jump down to four. We could go through, you know, tons of these, right? But we're hitting a few few highlights. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will. Do you hear a will again? Do you hear a shall? Do you hear positive? Do you hear faith? I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. He gonna, he's going to take care of the enemy. He's going to direct us. He's going to show us the right way to go. Come on, let's go this way. Let's go this way. Will you do it? The wolf comes in. Boom! Hallelujah! You there? Okay. This is bold faith words. He doesn't say I might fear a bit or I should fear a bit. He says, I will fear no evil. I will. No, I will fear no evil. I will have no fear in my life, right? We've been not begin the spirit of uh, fear, but a spirit of power, love and a sound mind. Amen. So we never agree with fear. Never agree with it. Never. Never agree with fear. Well, I, I should be afraid in this situation. No, I will fear no evil. He, how did David face Goliath? He feared no evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You bunch of whips. I'm just going to kill him. I'm not afraid of him. Right. And he took him out. Come on. He says, you are with me. You are. You hear it positive. Do you, hear, you hear bold faith. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, I hope you show up. He doesn't say, you never know what God will do. He says, you are with me. You are with me. You are with me. Come on. Faith boldly speaks what we know. Do we know this? Are we finding out the will of God right now? Yes. And we should never, ever disagree with it. Ever. Verse 6, 23, Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell. I can't sing. It. And I will dwell. Sorry, you should be up here. I should dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> Come on. They sing these as confessions of their faith in their God. We should do amen come on you can't get more positive than this we don't say i hope the lord is good to me no he is he's good his goodness and mercy follow me i hope god comes through through for me no we talk about god's goodness following us God's goodness follows me around, right? That's why we say from the Deuteronomy 28 and the blessing, I am blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed again. I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed everywhere I go because God's goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. So I'm blessed. And we say it again. And we say it again. And we say it again, just like the woman with the issue of blood. We don't ever stop saying the truth from God's word. And we never ever disagree with it. Come on, I'm preaching. Very agreeing. <laughs> Notice, there's no doubt about where, where he will dwell forever. Should we should we have doubt about living with God forever? No, we should talk the truth about what we already know about God's will. We talked about it when we leave this earth. We know we're going into God's presence to be with him forever. We'll be in God's presence forever. We experience God's love forever. We know it and we speak like it. People say, well, you just don't know what's gonna happen when you die. Oh yes, I do. I know exactly what's gonna happen when I die. I'm gonna check out of my body and go right into the presence of God. Why? Because I know his will. So I will never disagree with God's will. And that's where I get in a lot of trouble with people. (laughs) Christians want to argue with me. And I'm like, yeah, but let's go back to the word. I know what his will is already. I'm telling you his will. But you want to argue with his will. Don't argue with his will. Agree with it. And speak it out of your mouth. Come on. Psalm 118.6. We're almost there. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? You hear some faith there? We should really like those words right there. We should, oh man, we should like these words. And we should say these words. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? You You know, many Christians would consider this heretical talk. Brother, how dare you be so arrogant? You tell them, do you know I'm quoting the word of God, but you just don't know what God's gonna do. (laughs) I've heard it many times, many times. Come on, you're so arrogant, you're so fanatical. Well, I'll tell you what, walking in the truth, (laughs) this is a sad thing to say, but walking in the truth in, in in the Christian world is not popular. It is not popular at all. To walk in what we're talking about today is not popular. But i tell you what, if you wanna please God, I said, if you want to please God, you're gonna do what we're talking about. And you are gonna boldly say it, and the Lord is on my side and I will not fear. What can man do to me? And the religious whatever Will come up and say, oh, watch your tongue. Because God might decide to kill you today. God might decide to take you out of the world today. You know, you don't know when you're going to die. God might decide to take you home today. God might decide you're dead today. Don't watch what you're saying. And then I say, oh, you know what Psalm 91 says? With long life, you will satisfy me and show me his salvation. With long life. Well, they never have an answer for that. I don't know why. (laughs) Why? Because they're not living in the word. They're living in religion. No, we want to live in the word. Amen. Amen. Live in the truth. Live the truth. Speak the truth. And whoever, come on, whoever gets mad at you, you just say, I'll just keep living for the truth. Thank you. Because I guarantee if you live the truth, you're going to have people mad at you. Guarantee. Preview of tonight. (laughs) Sneak peek. 3 John 2. There's only one chapter in 3 John. So verse 2, 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Is that the truth? Does God want us to prosper in all things? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yet, if you speak this to many Christians, they'll say, whoa, watch it, brother, watch it. God might decide to take you out with sickness today. No, he wants to prosper me in all things and he wants me to be in health. And I'm going to stick with what the word of God says every single time. 3 John 3, go on. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you just as you walk in the truth. Hello? You walk in the truth, what did you say? You want to walk in that or not, right? As you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. This is the word of God. Of course, it's spoken through the apostle John. And John is filled with joy that his children walk in truth. You don't think God's pleased when we walk in the truth? Oh, yes, he is. Oh, he's very pleased when we walk in truth. And that's why remember when Jesus said to the Roman, I haven't seen such great faith in all Israel. He was pleased that someone actually had faith. Someone was actually walking in the truth. Walking in the truth! And he was very pleased. Jesus was pleased. Hello? You, you, you want to walk, if you walk in the truth, you're going to please go. Amen. It doesn't matter who you please in the natural realm. It does not matter. You cannot please people. Ooh, that's a whole, that's a whole subject right there, isn't it? I just came out. You you want to be a people pleaser? You will not make it. You definitely won't make it in ministry. (laughs) Come on. People pleasing? No, no, no. You please him. You say what he wants you to say. You speak the word. You stick with the word. You stick with the truth. You stick with the word. You stick with the truth. You please him again and again and again and again and again. And people are going to come and go. People are going to hate you. People are going to want to kill you. Did they want to kill Jesus all the time? Why? Because he spoke the truth. And he lived it. But God was pleased. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. See, you want to, you want to please God, you're going to have to do what we're talking about. You're going to have to stop being a whiny baby. God does not like whiny babies. Now, when they start as a Christian, you're a whiny baby. Right? I get that, right? Immature babies cry and whine. We know that in the natural realm. We certainly know it in the spiritual realm, right? We got some babies that cry in this church. I'm not just, <laughs> I'm not just talking spiritually, but that's true too. <laughs> but babies cry. Does he ever cry? He, he's the perfect baby. I don't think I've ever heard him cry. Autumn cries a little. We won't we won't. Is she pregnant? I just never heard her I don't think I've ever heard her. Oh at night, at night. Wakes you up, right? It's time for food. But in the spiritual realm, right? When we're when we're babies we cry and whine, right? But then we started growing and we mature. We become completely developed, as James said at the beginning of our whole series, the beginning of this whole message. Right? We become completely developed in our words. We're no longer whiny baby Christians. We are faith-filled, faith-speaking, bold faith-speaking believers who know the word, who speak the word, who do the word, who please their Father, who get the will of God done, who get something done for God and produce fruit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Woo! Glory. Come on, take a lap now. Do it. Come on, you wanna please God? You gotta speak boldly about him, about what he already says. Quote his word back to him. Say what he said, say exactly what he said. Don't change it at all, just say it. Come on. If we wanna please God, we gotta line up our thoughts with God, line up our words with God. Boldly speak what we know about God. Faith boldly speaks. Faith says what God said. Faith always agrees with God. Amen. Amen. If we want to be successful, saints, we really truly want to be successful in spiritual things, in godly things. Come on. We cannot disagree with God. That does not work. No. no disag- so we've got to stop disagreeing with God. Stop disagreeing. Just agree with him. Never, ever change your words to agree with the naysayer. Well, I I, I don't I, I want to be accepted by this person, so I will change my words to be accepted. No, never. I'm not gonna talk that boldly about God because I just wanna, you know, <laughs> I'm losing all my friends, and uh, who cares? I lost them all. Even the ones that came back into my life found out I was fanatical Christian. They said, oh, I can't take it. It's too much. It's too much. Come on now. Why? They want a little religion. They want a little church. But basically, they want to live their life. I want want to, want to go to church. I want to hear a nice little message. I want to go home. I want to live my life. Do what I want to do. Go back to church. Hear a nice little message. Go home. You, you want to like speak faith from your mouth. <laughs> you want to speak the word of God. I don't I, I'm, not just, I'm just not into that. Well, you better be into it. And you better get into it. If you want to be, if you be uh, rewarded in heaven. You want to produce some fruit. Remember, we're trees of righteousness. We're going to produce some fruit. We're going to get some leaves. Boy, those leaves aren't looking good. We don't want to look like that. No, we're evergreens. We're evergreens. Remember that? We're evergreens because we're always green. We're always producing fruit all the time. All through the winter, we're still green. Oh, I like that. I like that. Oh, that's new. That's new. I like that. We evergreen trees. We always producing fruit. We always looking good. Those evergreens look great. You wouldn't know it's winter. Now those, you know it's winter. (laughs) Come on. We always producing for the Lord because we're doing his word. We're doing what he said to do. We're boldly speaking the word. We're boldly living by faith. We're, We're doing it boldly without any apology at all. Well, you are just, oh, you are so much. And I'm not apologizing for it either. Because my God is that big and my God is that good. And everything he said, I agree with. And because I agree with him, first of all, he's pleased. And second of all, he shows up every time. Because I agree with him. Amen? Yes. Wow, praise God. Say this after me. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy follow me around. The Lord will never leave me. The Lord will never forsake me. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Every need in my life is met. God cares for me. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. When I go to bed, I lie down in peace and sleep. I will fear no evil. I am a child of God. I am a victorious saint. I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. I will finish my race. I will please my God. Because I am believing the truth and I am boldly speaking the truth from my mouth. My God will always deliver me. Let's say again. My God will always deliver me. My God will always deliver me. My God will always deliver me. My God. Will will always deliver me. My God will always deliver me. My God will always deliver me. My God will always deliver me. 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 You getting this? Did you feel that sinking in as you said it? Because you're speaking with bold faith in who we know our God is. Just like David Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Just like the Apostle Paul. Just like the Apostle Peter. We are speaking with bold faith in our God. So I highly suggest, if you don't do it yet, start. Come on, start saying things like that every single day. If you don't know what to say, go back and listen to it. Write it down. Take it again and say it. Say it, we just did, repeat right there. You could say it, you could repeat it. You could write it down, you could say it. Hello? In fact, I was thinking last week with the binding and loosing. There was great power in that. And at the end, we bound and loosed. Remember? And we loosed, we turned to our neighbor and loosed. You're loosed in the name of Jesus. You're loosed from that addiction. You're loosed from that uh, 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 disease. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That'd be another one to go back and say again there's a fact we've done a lot of good confessions in this series why well because we're talking about the words of our mouth and so we've been putting good words in our mouth come on and agreeing with our God glory you get something today oh man I'm going to listen to that one again (laughs) hallelujah there is some revelation in there and there is a lot more to get in there, right? There's a lot more to get. So we listen to it again and we get more. Amen. One more hour. One more hour. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Father. I'm going to head into the salvation call. Today, if you're here, you're online, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. I ask you, is Jesus your Lord? Or is he just a nice guy? Is he just a prophet? Is he your Lord? You've got to make him Lord. You've got to come out of the kingdom of darkness and come into the kingdom of his dear Son. All of sin falling short of the glory of God. The wage of sin is death, separation from God forever. You'll never experience another good thing again if you don't have Jesus as Lord. Be cast in the lake of fire forever if you don't know Jesus as Lord. But God, come on, God is good. And he demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so the answer has been given for sin. The answer has been given for our sozo. The answer has been given for our complete wholeness in every single way. Jesus. And he's given us the answer. And to to come into Christ... That's what we when, you're, when you become a Christian, you come into Christ. That's what Paul talks about all over the epistles, his letters to the church in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. We find out who we are in Christ. You gotta get into Christ to go into heaven. You gotta be in Christ. Otherwise, you're still in sin, you're in Adam. That's why the Bible calls Adam, he's the first Adam and Jesus is the last Adam. And through Jesus, everything has been met through Jesus. We have the answer through Jesus. We have forgiveness of sin through Jesus. We have healing in our bodies through Jesus. We have every answer. Hallelujah. And when we come and confess him as Lord from our hearts, we believe he's alive. We believe he has risen from the dead. We confess him as Lord from our hearts. We are so, And we get everything God has for us and everything God has for us is good. And we get eternal life with Him. We get to dwell in the house of the Lord forever as we just talked about. We get to dwell with God. We get to dwell with love forever because we came out of the kingdom of darkness and came into the kingdom of His dear Son. And that's Bible. I'm quoting Bible. And so today, if you want to come out of the kingdom of darkness and come into the kingdom of His dear Son, you've got to believe and confess with your mouth. So I ask you to pray this after me right now, if that's you. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of Satan. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. I believe Jesus is alive. He's seated at your right hand. And I confess Jesus is Lord. From my heart, I believe. Jesus, you're my master. You're my savior. You're my Lord forever. Heavenly Father, teach me your ways. Show me your ways. I will walk in them. I will do them. I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. Thank you for eternal life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If that's you today and you want to get busy for the Lord right away, you you really want to do something for Jesus. You want to be the tree of righteousness. Go out and be a bold witness for Jesus today. Amen. Secondly, devour the word of God. Thirdly, get involved in an on fire church. What we talked about today, a full gospel church that preaches the full gospel Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, which is part of the full gospel that you would preach or pray in tongues anytime you want to when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Fifthly, start serving in the body. Be a servant because the greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant of all. I kind of filled it in the blank for you, sorry. Sixthly... Worship and praise and praise as much as possible throughout your day and get to know your heavenly father and talk to him and worship and pray and thank him again and again and again throughout your day. Set your alarm clock to go off. <laughs> what was it every hour? You? have? Every hour. So I think Joe, you do it too, right? I don't know if Paige does yet. Paige doesn't do now. You now you're over here. <laughs> they, have, they have their alarm go off now every hour and, and, and to praise the Lord every hour, for sure, every hour. Now, it scares me a few times. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there and bling! Oh yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Does it ever startle you? No? That's a good that's a good idea though. Maybe turn down the alarm a little bit. Just, and startle you. But every hour, that's good. Come on. Every hour we hear and now it's coming common in our household now where everybody says praise the lord hallelujah thank you jesus every time the alarm goes off we just all praise the lord hallelujah thank you jesus come on that's good and it's good to remember to give him thanks because you know you know how it is you go through your day and you're rushing through your day and all of a sudden like "Boo! wow where'd that day go well if we keep pausing every hour thank you jesus you don't have to do it for hours you need to stop! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I know it was a Smith Wigglesworth. He said uh, he hardly ever prays more than ten minutes at a time. He never goes. He okay. never prays for longer than thirty minutes. Never goes thirty minutes without praying. well, he's just saying. He he says, he basically doesn't pray long prayers, but he's always checking in. Always checking in. that's a good way to live. That's a really good way to live. And finally, remember you belong to God now. Christians belong to him and we want his will. We want to do what he said. We want to agree with him at every turn. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you've given us direction today. You've helped us with our words in the series. And we thank you, Father. We can We can steer our life into the right direction by speaking your word, believing you, and speaking what you said already. And we agree with it. We agree with you at every turn. We agree with you. Everything you said, we agree, Father. We agree with your word and we'll, we will speak it out of our mouth and we will be bold about it just as the people of old did in the Old Testament we've talked about, just as the Apostle Paul did, just as the Apostles did. We're going to speak boldly about who you are and what you've done in us and through us and what you want to do, Father. We're going to be bold faith speakers. Hallelujah. Father, we, we turn back. Oh, First, we want to pray for the food. We bless the food we're going to eat. Today we call it blessed, sanctified in the name of Jesus that it gives us strength and health to serve you, Father. And we turn back and give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, our great God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and the church said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P A C B I B L E.org. We hope you join us again next week.